We talked about last week, last week we talked about the importance of prayer. And we talked about that prayer is one of the most important elements that we need as believers when it comes to our walk with the Lord. Um, we talked about, uh, 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 Minister Norby uh, preached on last Sunday how many people have a habit of not praying. And as a result, we only use prayer as a last resort. As a last resort. In other words, uh, we fall in love, and when it don't work, then we want to pray. Um, uh, we make major decisions, keeping God outside of those decisions. And then when things get rough, oh, my God, oh, my God, uh, like the great, great poet Kevin Hart, oh, my God, no, oh, my God. <laughs> we leave prayer because for many, prayer is the last thing you do. But, but God's desire for us is that prayer may be the very first thing we do. We establish a relationship with prayer. And we talked about that prayer has to be done in such a way that prayer is not part of a daily practicum as it pertains to uh, brushing your teeth. But daily prayer becomes a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. It is that thing that you do not because you don't want your breath to stink. But it is that thing that you do because you want to be in relationship with your creator. And so when you talk about prayer, you have to understand that the Lord's desire for us, that's what he tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, that we are to pray without ceasing. Why? Because prayer is more than a thing to do. Prayer is a lifestyle. Somebody say amen. Now, the difference between prayer, because many people pray but don't see results, because many people think that the power of prayer is in the act of praying. Many people think that the power of prayer is in the act of praying. So the more I get on my knees, the more God's going to hear me. The more I scream when I pray, the more God's going to hear me. And prayer has nothing to do with the act of praying. Prayer has to do with believing in faith. But God, no, no, Pastor, you got to pray with your eyes closed. Well, when Jesus was in front of the tomb of Lazarus, the Bible says, read the text, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and prayed. He didn't pray with his eyes closed because prayer has nothing to do with how you do it. Prayer has to do with the power through which you pray. And the effectivity in prayer is not on the mechanics. It is, it is on relationship and anchored in faith. The Bible says that when we pray in faith, Jesus told his disciples, when you pray in faith, literally, when you pray in faith, Jesus said, you can pray and tell that mountain to move, and the mountain will move. Now, why, what does that mean, Pastor? Does that mean now that if I pray for the mountain, Mount Everest to move, God's going to move the mountain of Mount Everest? No. God is not going to move the mountain. When, when, when the Bible says that if you pray the mountain's going to move, God is not giving us a literal instruction. He is giving us a metaphor instruction. Why? Because in the times of the Bible, in the times of Jesus, the biggest things they had as far as topography is concerned were mountains. It was mountains. If Jesus was here today and he wanted to give us an, an explanation of the power of prayer in faith, he wouldn't say a mountain. He would say the Empire State Building. He'll say 
the biggest skyscrapers in the world. But there were no skyscrapers in the world. So what he's using to give him an image, he says, when you pray in faith, you can literally tell the mountain to move and the mountain's going to move. Now, if you start praying for mountains to move, you know what's going to happen? Nothing's going to happen. You know why? Because the mountain ain't going to move. You know why? Because God put that mountain there. And if God put that mountain there, it's because that's exactly where he wants the mountain to be. So stop praying ridiculous prayers. Lord, I'm going to pray that you can move the mountain. The mountain ain't going nowhere. Lord, I want to pray that I can, you can move the rivers and put them in the desert. That ain't going to happen. God put them there. What God is saying is don't focus on the mountain. The mountain is just a figurative ex example of how big your problem is, of how big your situation is. And God is saying if you pray in faith, your problem may be as big as this mountain, but your faith has more power than the mountain. Now listen to me. Prayer in faith is so powerful. It's so powerful that it has more effects even after prayer. I mean, okay. Pr pr prayer is what I call, prayer is concentrated. It is concentrated. Now, if, 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 you look, if you look here, how many of you guys know what this is? This is Arizona IC, right? Okay. How many know what this is? No, this is not Tang. This is not Tang. Mm -mm. If you're from the hood, from the ghetto, this is coffee at 9 o'clock in the morning. This is lemonade at lunchtime. <laughs> this is... Hey, hey, when I was raised up, this is all we drank every day. Tang in the morning, tang at noon, tang at nighttime. Mom, I'm thirsty, no Coca-Cola. Tang, baby, you're going to tang it. This, 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 this is the pina colada of the hood right here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but let me say this, let me say this. If, 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 you look, if you look at this bottle versus this bottle, which one is greater? This one. As a matter of fact, the weight on this one is is way different from this one. This one weighs about a gallon. This way, no, I'm gonna tell you exactly how much it weighs. I got it right here. This weighs 128 floor ounce and is one gallon, 3.78 liters. Now, if I were to take and do an exercise for five minutes and open my arms, stretch my arms, and see which arm can withhold the weight of each of these items, guess which one will start going down first? Okay, it's not that hard. Please point at it because this is very heavy. <laughs> Obviously, it'll be this one. Why? Because this one is bigger. This one is huge. This one, this one right now, if I, if I take this, I can enjoy this right now. Open it and start drinking it because it's already been prefabricated for me to drink it. And so I take it, I open it, and I drink it. You know what happens? After I drink it, what happens when you drink it? It finishes, and what I got to do? Got to buy another one because it has a limited supply. But with this, although I can't drink this right now because it's not in drink form, this I can drink now and this is big and this is heavy and this is great, but this isn't big and this isn't heavy and this isn't great. But did you know that with one of these, I can make one gallon, two gallons, three gallons, four gallons, five gallons, and if you, from the hood, you can make ten gallons out of this. Y'all know what I'm talking about. 
Because, because although this is not drinkable, but this is concentrated. There's so much power in the powder of this tang that all I need is water, and I can turn water into juice. Did you know? They, they are like preaching. Did you know that prayer is just like this? Your mountain at the moment looks big. Your mount, where you at? Your mountain at the moment looks big. Your situation looks heavy. Your problems look insurmountable, and you feel like ain't nothing in the world that can change this situation. But I'm here to tell you, all you need is prayer. It might look little. It might look light. It might not look powerful. But there's so much power in prayer that prayer can tell the mountain, get out of the way. And when you start to pray in the spirit, God begins to turn things around. When, 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 when you pray, 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 that's why prayer needs crisis to grow. I feel like preaching. You become a better preacher, a better prayer person, not when you don't go through struggles, but your struggles. What, what, what did the Bible say? The Bible says, when you go through the waters, oh, you don't know the scripture? The Bible says, when you go through the waters, you will not drown. And when you go through the fire, you'll not get burned. Why? Because a praying man can take the waters and make a juice out of it. A praying man can take a storm and make a sweet thing out of it. A praying woman can take a problem in the house and prayer can turn that liquid into something. I feel like preaching. So when you pray... You cannot ignore that prayer is small. You cannot ignore that prayer doesn't look big. You cannot ignore, you know, so, some, some people like to be in ministries. Can I get somebody say amen? Some people like to be involved in the church where they can be exposed in public. They like to be involved in the church where everybody can see you. But many, many, many little people don't come to church on prayer service because they feel ain't nobody there. Because they feel ain't nobody gonna look at me but I want to let you know that prayer is more powerful than anything else you could have you could be a singer but if you ain't got prayer you're just a singer you could be a preacher and if you ain't praying you're just a preacher but when you start praying and you start singing in prayer things begin to turn around when you start oh, I feel like preaching God is saying, God is saying, God is saying, we got to become people of prayer. Prayer can't be the thing we do when things go wrong. Prayer has got to be the thing we do to be people of God and purpose. Listen, I'm here to tell you something. Not only does prayer is concentrated, but prayer, 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 prayer. Somebody say prayer. Somebody say prayer. Somebody say prayer. Anybody got a set of keys? Anybody got a set of keys? Set of keys? Set of keys? Set of keys? A set of keys. A set of keys. Does anybody have a set of keys? Thank you. There you go. Give me the other one. Uh huh. Prayer. It's like a key. Can, can, can I preach? Can I preach? Somebody say preach. Prayer is like a key. When I look at the comparison between the size of a key and the size of a door, 
Prayer looks little. Prayer looks insignificant. The key don't look big. But ain't no way in the world I can go to the other side of this door if the door is locked. The door is locked and the only thing that can open that door for me to see what's on the other side is going to be a key. I want to let you know some of y'all, y'all been trying to break down the door to get where God wants you to go. But it ain't going to happen that way. God says, if you pray, prayer is the key. So, so, so when you put the key in the door, prayer opens you to another world. Prayer takes you into another dimension. That's why the devil don't mind you coming to church as long as you don't pray. The devil don't mind you clapping on Sundays as long as you don't pray. Jesus said, when you pray, pray this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. There's some things that you're not going to get from heaven until you learn the power of prayer. When you start praying, your prayer opens the door so that things from heaven could come your way. Touch your neighbor, tell them you got to pray, you got to pray, you got to pray. You got to pray, you got to pray. Before you divorce your husband, get on your knees and pray. Before you get crazy, get on your knees and pray. Before you lose your mind, get on your knees and prayer. For prayer opens the door to the glory of God in your life. Listen, listen, listen. Prayer is essential for the growth of of every believer. That's why, that's why, that's why when we pray, and I'm going to talk about this next Sunday, when we pray, we have to understand that we can't just pray in the flesh. We have to learn how to pray in the Spirit because it is praying in the Spirit that opens the door to the Spirit realm of God. Some of us, we pray in the flesh. Can I give you a pray in the flesh? Give an example. Oh, God, would you please kill him? <laughs> would you please kill him? He played me dirty. Oh, God, can, can, can you please let her get hit by a car, please, God? I can't stand her, Lord. She's always talking about me on Facebook, God. I pray, God, that you, you hit her by a truck, God, and I pray that she gets full flash. And, and God, look at her. She thinks she's all cute with her little dress because she got a little raise. And I ain't getting my raise, God. Would you just kill her and show her vengeance? And it ain't fair. And that's praying in the flesh. But when you start praying in the spirit, you're not focusing about what they did to you. When you start praying in the spirit, you enter the world that you say, I might not have the job. He might have left with a prettier girl. I might have lost my job. But I'm in a spirit realm where the things of this world, I feel like, listen to me, listen to me. That's why we need to become people of prayer. What is prayer? What is prayer? Prayer is not mechanics. Prayer is talking with God. Prayer is talking with God. Prayer is the access that gives you entrance to where God is. So when you pray, you don't pray. Look this way. When you learn the power of prayer, you stop praying for things. Let me say that again. When you understand the power of prayer, you're not praying God for no man. You're not praying God for no raise. 
God, what, 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 what kind of suit should I buy? God, I don't care what kind of suit you buy. You buy whatever you want. God, God, God. When, when, you, when you understand the power of prayer and you realize that prayer becomes that gateway to the realm of the Spirit so that your spirit can embrace what God has for you. When you understand that prayer is talking with God and that you are building the door to enter into a dimension of the Spirit, when you understand that, your prayer life will change. Your prayer life will change. That's why we cannot let nothing in this world to distance us from prayer. Have you, ever, have you ever said, you know, today I'm going to pray? Have you ever done that? And for some reason, that's when you got to go to the bathroom. That's when the phone's ringing all the time. And you're getting Instagram updates, bling, bling. Every time you purpose your heart to pray, the devil always uses something in your environment to distract you. Because the devil don't care that you go to church. The devil don't care that you clap your hands. Now, what he doesn't want you is to be a praying man and a praying woman. You know why? You know why? Because prayer is having a relationship, communication with God. And that's one thing the devil does not want you to have. He does not want you to know God. He does not want you to understand God. He does not want you to communicate with God. You know why? Because the more you communicate with a person, the more you know that person. I didn't marry my wife because she was a foxy lady. She was banging with a bag of... When I met my wife, my wife had these heels. I'm talking about like. My wife was the bombs. She was a fly diggity diggity with a back. She was phenomenal. But I didn't, I didn't marry my wife because she looked pretty. Because just like she was pretty, there was a thousand other girls that looked pretty that had 10-inch heels. I didn't fall in. I didn't marry her because she had long hair. Because there was a bunch of other girls that had long hair. What drove me from seeing her and being attracted to her and standing on the altar and saying to death to us part is that I began to know her personality. She didn't just look good on the outside. She looked good on the inside. Some of y'all fall in love with what you look at the outside, but when they open their mouth, <laughs> serpents come out their mouth and demons come out their mouth. But when I started, when I, when, when I started, when, when, you, know, you, know, you know, oh man, you look good, baby. Mm. But I, want, I wanted to go to the other side. She looked good on the outside. But I had to know what she had on the inside. And, and then we started to communicate. And now we was looking. You know, you know when, you do, when you look at somebody eye to eye, that girl you like, that guy, you're like. <laughs> and you're not saying nothing with the mouth or you're saying something with the eyes, you know. You know, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you just, because, because, because the more you spend time with that person, the more you begin to communicate without having a conversation. And the more you begin to spend time with that person, the more you begin to know the mind of that person. And that's what prayer does. When, when, I, when, I, when, I, when, I, when I met my wife, oh, my God, I, I didn't know if she liked me or not. I, so I was, I was trying to impress her because I didn't know that she liked me. I didn't know that when she saw me, she was head over heels. I didn't, she didn't tell me that. I didn't know that when she saw me, she was melting on the inside. I, I didn't know that when she saw me in her mind, she saw me walking down the aisle. I didn't know. I didn't know that. But because I didn't know that, now I'm trying to impress her. So, so the little bit of chest I got, I'm like, mm. 
because I don't know that she's crazy about me. But the more time I began to spend with her, I began to see, baby, you might look tough on the outside, but I know that you like what you're looking at. And we started talking, and we started hooking, and we started going out, and we started eating, and we were comfortable to the point that I married her, and 23 years later, we're still together. I'm here to tell you, the devil knows that when you start a relationship with God, when you pray, you establish a relationship with God. And when you establish a relationship with God, you know the mind of God. And you know the purposes of God. And you know the plan of God for your life. And that's why when you start praying and you start knowing God, you ain't got time to talk about, oh, God, look what they did to me. When you're when you praying and you, and you have a relationship with God, you're not concerned about spending. Listen, 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 listen. When I met my wife, uh-huh. Yeah, I love my wife. Yeah, by the way, I love my wife. When I met my wife, it didn't matter how bad things were at the house. It didn't matter how many people talked about me. When I was hooking up with my wife and we would get together, I had no time to talk about, yo, can you believe what they did to me? No, 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 no. This is my quality time with my wifey. I ain't going to spend the only hour I have with her talk about Michael and Peter and John and Nancy and Bartholomew and Beelzebub. No, 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 no. I'm going to talk about her. Oh, baby, you're looking so good today. You look better today than you looked yesterday. Because this is my intimate moment. And when you understand the power of prayer, and the power of prayer is understanding the heart of God. Yeah, there's room in prayer to pray for vengeance. Yes, there is. There's room in prayer to pray for mercy. Yes, there is. But you cannot focus your entire prayer life on, Lord, look what they did to me, and Lord, look what she did to me, and Lord, look what I'm going through. There's got to be a point in your life that you say, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart, and I will enter his courts with praise, because better is one day in your courts than a thousand afar off. Prayer must be a priority in your life. Prayer cannot be the thing you do when everything else fails. Prayer has got to be a priority. When I look at Scripture, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do all this, but when I look at Scripture, we realize how Jesus, who was God, considered prayer to be a priority. Luke chapter 11, verse, verse 1 says, One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said, check this out. One of his disciples said, Lord, teach us how to pray. What does that tell me? That prayer is learned. Prayer don't come when you come to Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Prayer don't come. You got to learn how to pray. How do you learn how to, how do, how do you, how do you learn mathematics? Going to school every day. How do you learn a subject? Becoming a pupil. How do you learn how to pray? You have to spend time in prayer. I remember when I first learned how to pray uh, 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 in New York, in the Bronx, when I learned how to pray, uh, uh, we had in my, in my father's church that he still passes, we, we, had, we had people that would pray out loud. You know, if you come from the old school, you, you have people that pray aloud, and then they'll, they, you know, they'll turn off all the lights so it look like you're in the dark. And, you know, you, you turn off all the lights, and, and everybody's praying, right? And they have people praying back and forth. And there was a lot of people that would pray back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I remember in my early formative years, I was about seven, eight, nine, ten years old, I, I, I wanted to learn how to pray because, you know, if, if it were up to me, I'd just get on my knees and talk about A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, N, M, N, O, T. That's what I would do. I would, rap, I would rap the ABCs. 
But it came a point, I said, you know what, I want to learn how to pray. So because I did not know how to pray, I said, well, these people are praying out loud. Let me hear what they're praying. And I began to, to copycat some of the prayers that they were doing. And there was this one lady, her name was Marisol. <clears throat> And, and when she would pray, she was always praying, Lord, look what they did to me. And Lord, they're talking about me. And Lord, this is so hard. And Lord, I can't take it no more. And Lord, and when are you going to do this? And I started praying that. But what, what I realized, that every time she would pray that, every, every day she would come to church, she was praying the same melancholic, depressive prayer. And I wouldn't see any difference. I didn't see anything better happen because she was just praying about herself and her problems and her issues. I said, okay, God, I, okay, okay, that, that, then that doesn't work. That doesn't work. But then there was another, there was another lady, which by the way, her name was Naomi. And Naomi was blind and is still blind of one eye. She only can see through one eye. But every time this lady would pray, oh my word. She was praying as if she was talking to him like a husband is talking to a wife. And she was having a relationship with God in prayer. And every time I would see this woman with one eye, she was in victory. She was blessed. She was successful. And I said, wait a minute. Somebody's praying the right prayer. And I'm here to tell you today, church, that God's desire for us is for us to learn how to pray. And we got to pray the the prayer, the Bible says that the prayer of the righteous availeth much. What does that mean? I'm going to find the right person and have that person teach me how to pray. Peter, John, Matthew, Bartholomew did not ask anybody to teach them how to pray. They asked Jesus. Why? Because after Jesus would pray, he'll walk on water. After Jesus would pray, he'll raise the dead. After Jesus would pray, he'll cast out devils. You want to be victorious? We got to go to be people of prayer. Prayer must be our priority in your life. Number two, prayer strengthens us and it allows us to experience spiritual growth. Not only is it important in my life, but if I want to grow in my Christian walk, I got to pray. Don't expect to grow in the Lord when you don't know how to pray and when you don't pray. We develop permanent intimacy with God when we pray. Again, in Matthew chapter 14, verse 22, Jesus, who is God, look what it says. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. And guess what he was doing? He went to pray. He prayed to the Father in times of blessings, but he also prayed to the Father in times of crisis. When we pray, church, we develop spiritual growth and inner strength. You want to have, you want to be strong in the spirit? I tell you, I tell you, if some of us could have the capacity to see our spiritual man through the spirit, he looked bony, skinny. We have to learn how to feed our spiritual man and our spiritual person through the power of prayer. When you start praying, you know what happens when you start praying? Prayer strengthens, strengthens your spiritual man. Not so long ago, a friend of mine, Ariel, about Father's Day, he bought me a bicycle. And, 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 and he gave it to me a bicycle because one day I, I rode bike from my house to the church uh, uh, in my wife's bike. And, and the problem with that was my wife's bike was pink. And, and, <laughs> and, 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 and he saw me one day. He said, Pastor, what do you do with a pink bike? That's all I got. So he, he bought me a bike, right? And so he bought me the bike. <clears throat> And so I got, I, I got, you know, you know, you, you know how it is when, when they give you something, you, you exercise on that thing for a week and then you quit. 
Okay, that's, that's me. Okay. Well, well, he gave me a bike. I said, okay, well, now that I got a bike, I got to start getting work formation. So I bought me uh, gym pants and I bought me sweatsuits and, I, you know, because I, I got a bike. So, so I got on the bike, right? And, 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 and I'm riding the bike. But as I'm riding the bike, I was so excited that I got my bike that instead of riding a safe amount of miles because I haven't ridden bike long, I started riding bike and riding bike, and I couldn't stop. And I got so hyped about riding bike that I overexhausted my body. But I didn't feel it at the moment because I was so excited that I reached, I reached the goal. But here's what happened. When I woke up in the morning and I tried to get up, I, I felt some muscles right here that I never felt in my life. I felt some things in my buttocks and in my lower leg. I was like... And what, 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 what happened was, what, what happened was that there were muscles in my lower leg, in my upper lower legs, and, 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 and that I had never exercised until I got on that bike. I want to let you know that when you start praying, you're going to start realizing that there are some muscles in the spirit you haven't exercised yet. But the more you exercise that in prayer, you become stronger in that area. So that when the enemy comes against you like a flood, the spirit of God will raise a standard up against you. So that when the next time the devil comes against you, you're not running and quivering away. Because you're such in a relationship with God that you understand if God be for us, who can be against us? Prayer. Prayer is a priority in our lives. Number two, prayer strengthens us and allows us to experience spiritual growth. And number three, we're all called to obtain victory through prayer. Listen, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm skipping the notes. We're called to be victorious through prayer. You are called to be victorious. I'm saying that again. You are called to be victorious through prayer. I didn't say, I didn't say you ain't gonna get cut in the fight. I didn't say you ain't gonna bleed in the fight. I didn't say you're going to get talked about and, 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 and not feel it. No, I didn't say that. What I said was, you're called to be victorious in prayer. But you can't win a thing unless you fight a thing. You cannot be a, vict a victor and obtain victory over something you're not willing to fight for. That's why next week, y'all better not miss this, because next week I'm going to talk about praying in the Spirit. Because some of us, and, and again, we haven't been taught, all we do is pray in the flesh. And pray with our emotions and pray with our senses and pray with our feelings and pray with our psychosis. But God wants us to go to enter the realm of praying in the spirit. And I want to encourage you, church, that God's desire for us is that we pray, we pray, and we pray to the point that our inner man becomes stronger and we overcome victories. Because I'm here to tell you, church, I'm here to tell you, church, your prayers can give you the gateway to your victory. Jesus' victory was what? He overcame the death, right? Somebody say amen. amen. What was Jesus' victory? It wasn't that he didn't die because they killed him. His victory was that he rose from the dead. But in order to rise from the dead, he had to die. Right? 
But you know what's the last thing Jesus did before he died? You know what's the last thing Jesus did before he died? Jesus prayed to the Father. Father, into thy hands I give my spirit. It was his prayer that ushered him to death. But it was that same prayer that caused him to experience victory over death. So what am I telling you, church? Pray and you won't have struggles. That's not what I'm telling you. What I'm telling you is when you pray, you're making prayer a priority, number one. That's point number one. You make God first, relationship. Number two, when you pray, you strengthen your spiritual person. That's number two. Number three, when you pray, you have victory over your circumstance. And when you understand that prayer does those, does those things, and you delight in knowing that your prayer just connects you God, to God to go to the other realm of purpose, then your desire for prayer is not what it was before. Listen, what I do as a pastor, I have to pray. I have to pray. But here's what I'm going to say. Sometimes I have to pray, not because I want to pray, but because I have to pray. And I got to be careful that I don't fall into the system of having to pray because I got to preach. Because I will not stand up in a pulpit unless I pray. I can't do that. I don't know how people do that. I, I need to pray, Lord, anoint me, God. I get, I, every Sunday I get nervous when I'm in that pulpit. So I pray every Sunday. But I can't just pray because I have to pray. Then there's got to be room for me to pray to God because I just want to know Him. I want to know Him. I want to be enamored with Him every single day. I want to get to know secrets of God. And that doesn't happen because I have to pray because I have to preach. That's where the different types of prayer. We're going to talk about that within the next couple of weeks. But I want to encourage you, church. I want to encourage you, church, to take your prayer to another level. Pastor, but how big is prayer? Well, look at the tang bottle. It doesn't look big. It doesn't look much. But there's so much power in that little thing called prayer that it will move any mountain. Mm 